Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onshot.net. And F up Ella. Part 3. If you're just coming to this episode, uh, without listening to parts one and two, I'd advise that you at least listen to part one and probably part two. In part two, we looked at the latecomers to the party for AON, um, including the INTO and also Aona Reardon from the Labour Party. I guess, I suppose, I didn't mention the people that didn't come to the party, um, <laughs> such as the government parties. None of them came to the party at all or made a comment. And, of course, the NCSE themselves refused to say a word. Let's look at part three, where we come to the end of this saga and what we've learned about our representatives. Hello, hello, this is Simon Lewis from Onshaw.net with If I Were the Minister for Education, a weekly podcast where I look at the world of primary education and wonder what I would do if I were the Minister for Education. You can subscribe to this podcast on any of your favourite podcasting apps and please tell your teacher friends or anyone else who might be interested in primary education about it and if you've enjoyed this or any other episode, please make a review as it helps other people to find it. So I guess you're probably wondering, after all the speeches and all the people, when they eventually came along, what happened next? It was a week-long saga, and it had to come to an end. Well, don't get too excited. Do you know, I almost wish I could have ended this episode when I was going to at the end of around part one, because the end isn't really that exciting. Do you know when you were in fourth or fifth class and you were getting essays from your teacher and the story was going nowhere, so you kind of just went, oh, do you know what I'll do? I'll just put, and I woke up and it was all a dream. Well, it's that level of disappointing. And I guess I better read it to you. And when I say I guess I better read it to you, it's the statement that the INTO released after they had their meeting with the Department of Education and the NCSE and all those people. And I'm going to litter it with some comments, I guess. And here it goes. Reflecting the concerns of school leaders in particular... Well, look, I'll stop. I'm going to interrupt already. At least they admitted it wasn't because of their own concerns. It was someone else's concerns. Anyway, we'll carry on. The INTO has called for a major rethink of the process laid out in Information Note SE0002-2022 issued last week. This note set out proposed changes to the assessment of need process and the roles and responsibilities of the National Council for Special Education, the NCSC, and schools. The information note advised schools that they were now responsible for completing forms which will comprise part of the report of education needs for the purposes of assessment of needs in the Disability Act 2005. So, this is all information. On foot of union protests... Dear, dear, dear. So I, I kind of thought maybe they wouldn't take credit. They, this would be their opportunity to say thank you or on foot of members' protests. But no, they're taking credit here. 
Um, the Department of Education and the NCSE agreed to a special meeting this afternoon during which the increased workload this process places on schools was acknowledged. It's not the point. This isn't about workload. You, there is not a single teacher out there. Okay, yes, we don't want extra workload, but in this particular case, that's not the point. I would bend over backwards to get children the support they need, whatever that need is. But the point of this is what we are being asked to do is a tick box exercise that doesn't provide a child with any extra supports. But anyhow, the INTO reiterated the concerns of our members, in particular the workload being imposed on principals and teachers by this process, the lack of training for school staff to learn. We don't need, it isn't about training. I don't want to train. The reason I don't want to do this isn't because I don't know how to, I know how to fill out a bloody form. I fill out bleeding forms every day of the week for things that I don't need to for, fill forms out. They're like, all I do now is fill out forms. I don't need training in that. This, uh, the pressure it will place on teachers who are doing their best to support children with additional needs. That's not the point. The potential impact of the proposed reporting system on teaching and learning and additionally the potential impact on the time allocated to vulnerable pupils by special education teachers. Again, not the point. I mean, this, this, the thing is, I don't know what they're talking about when they say impact in the first bit, but the impact on vulnerable pupils. Now, I know Inclusion Ireland have this re bugbear when people say vulnerable pupils, and I've stopped saying it as much as I possibly can. The odd time I'll let it slip because it's a very tempting thing to say. These aren't vulnerable people. These are children that are vulnerable only because they're not getting the supports they need. If they got the supports they needed, they wouldn't be vulnerable. And that's the thing. And it's it's just, oh, they just keep missing the point. None of this is going to, is, it has to, is going to benefit our children. But anyway, I'll continue. The union demanded that government immediately clarify the purpose of the AON process and the rationale for the collection of personal data in this matter. An assurance was sought that school support plans which cover a snapshot in time in a child's life will not be used as replacements for assessments undertaken by educational psychologists and other health professions. Now, that doesn't fill me with confidence particularly. Um, it's not quite saying they're not going to be used at all. They're just not going to be used as replacements. We're still probably, what it's not committing to is what we're, we're doing. So we'll have a look. The Department of Education and the NCSE have agreed to extend the trial of the education component. Sorry, sorry, so, whoa, 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 whoa. What? What trial? You mean the, the, the whole thing wasn't a done deal? And, and this was all a dream, like my fourth class attempt at an essay. Oh, so what I was doing back then was just a trial. Now they didn't tell me, it was like a trick they were playing on me, or a dream. I thought I was actually filling in a proper form for the NCSE that was going to be used in the AOM process. Oh my God, they're amazing. I, I actually have to hand it to them. They have the competency and the, oh, the incompetency and the inventiveness. I, oh, I don't even know what I'm saying now. It is, they have such a great inventiveness of a 10-year-old child. And I'm apologizing here to all 10-year-old children for insulting their inventiveness. Oh no, all you silly people. You were mistaken. This was all just a trial and we weren't really doing anything. I mean, that's what they're saying. When I gave up 
three hours of my time with these NTSCs to emergency fill out a form that was going to be used for the AOM because it was an emergency at the time. And I was told, you need to get this to us. And in fact, I got reminder emails to tell me, will you please send it on? Because I, we really need this as quickly as possible. That was just a trial. And it was carried out in 17 schools last June. And as I said, I was one of those 17 schools. And at no time whatsoever was I told I was part of a trial. In fact, I was being told to write exactly the report that was going to be used for a real-life child in the real-life's parent had even given consent for me to give this real-life report, which I might say again couldn't have been a trial. Now, I know they think we're all stupid. But actually, do you know what? If they get away with treating people as if they are stupid for long enough and nothing happens, I guess you keep believing it. And look who fell for it. So they're going to extend this trial to another 66 schools where the process has commenced after parents had requested AONs. They have further agreed to revert to education stakeholders after the trial. I, I can't believe what I'm reading. It's amazing. I, I, I just... Why? Would they, like, why spin this? Why not just say, we made a mistake, we chanced our arm, and we didn't get away with it? No, we're going to pretend it was a trial, and <laughs> you silly principals with your complaining, sure, it was only a trial. Sure, we'll extend the trial now to more people, and they'll do it now. The INTO received assurances that all of our concerns expressed today will be taken into account prior to any final decisions on any input from schools to the HSE-led process. During the trial period, no more requests for AONs from the HSE will be actioned, oh, actioned, that's a word, by the NCSE for the school system. Following the meeting with officials from the Department of Education, the NCSE, INTO General Secretary John Boyle said, now this is what he said, we welcome today's decision to pause the proposed new process and to review the findings from the work undertaken in the education component of the AONs in the 66 trial schools. I'm back to my voice of like when someone doesn't actually write what they're saying. This is not his words. I know John for years and this is not how he speaks. I just wish people would stop using spin doctors. It just say, just speak, say how you feel, just speak. Use your normal voice. Our teachers must be given the time, space, and resources to do what they do best, to support the pupils in their care. Endless demands for written reports and an ever-growing level of red tape only serve to pull teachers away from their primary focus. At the heart of this problem, like so many others, there is a lack of investment in the critical wraparound services our schools rely on. The HSE has a legal requirement to conduct assessments of needs within six months. The NCSE must be given a green light to expedite the provision of necessary supports to schools to support children with additional education needs. Passing the book to school staff is a damning indictment of successive governments that has failed to equip our health and education support services with the tools necessary to do their job. <sighs> I think everyone's mother has said at some point, if you've nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. So do you know what? I'm just going to follow that advice now. Let's move on to the next bit, which will have to be read through gritted teeth. The following is what they're claiming they did to raise the concern of their members. So this is what they did to raise the concern of the members I'm still reading. 
Over the course of this week, INTO has actively engaged with governmental bodies to raise the concerns of our members. I'll stop reading it through gritted teeth, it's, you probably can't hear it. This matter was raised at the Teachers' Conciliation Council on the 25th of October and at a meeting convened at the Union's request with the Department of Education and NCSE on the 27th of October. Now this is despite knowing full well about this since June and doing nothing about it. And they also were alerted to this on the 21st of October by members and they completely ignored them and often argued against them. I'll carry on. At the Teachers Conciliation Council, TCC, the INTO leadership team alongside representatives of the other education unions lambasted, funny that's another word I'm always using on the podcast, maybe you know stop your ego Simon, and the department's failure to include teacher unions in the working group established to review the implications of the June 2021 high court decision and now they're blaming them for not including them they were new about it they knew they told them about it like what kind of discussions would they need they told them but then you say oh well hold on a second I need to know but they didn't I there's fishiness going on here Anyway, and design a process for schools to input the assessment of needs. The INTO remains of the view that the exclusion of teacher unions from the working group was a serious misjudgment and has contributed to the current hostility towards this development. Do you know, I would have more respect for the leadership if they simply didn't say any of this and thanked their members for raising concerns with them. And they wouldn't even need to apologise. I mean, I just find the arrogance of claiming that they were proactive in this absolutely pathetic. I mean, someone on Twitter said he felt the leadership are out of their depth, and it's, it's, it's so hard to disagree with them. Like, to be spinning this into a story where they had something to do with it in the end. They were forced into action by their members. Anyway, carry on. Furthermore, at the TCC, the INTO set out the considerable concerns of members in respect of the onerous nature of the requirements within the Report of Education Needs form. Principles concerned are informed by the bureaucratic and legalistic nature of interactions with the NCSE when engaging with the body in seeking support for their schools. Yeah, they, they're, they're still talking. They're still talking. Honestly, stop. You're already over-explaining. Like, they're just over-explaining themselves. Do you know, pipe down. It's just reduced middle management teams in schools exacerbated by the challenges in substitute cover for approved absence was withdrawn, placed an intolerable burden primaries. Oh, God, just stop, stop. The reason for the middle management problem is because you lifted the directive on the moratorium too soon. You put a directive to stop SSE and the minute... They put a few of the postbacks, 48% of them back, you lifted the directive. So don't be giving out about middle management positions not being, being because you lifted the directive, INTO. Advice to, actually, do you know what? I've, I've, I've actually have to stop here. I have to stop because I don't think anyone should be put through any more of this twaddle. Look, I'm happy the whole thing has been paused for the moment. It will, I mean, pause is not enough, but I mean, ugh, I mean, it just reeks of the... Um, Oh, that front-loading model where they paused it for a year or they paused the introduction of the maths curriculum and all the rest of it. I mean, it gives, you know, the only thing I can say about it is it gives us a bit of a break over midterm and God knows school leaders need it. This term has been relentless thanks to the union's inaction over the last decade. So much extra bureaucracy has been foisted upon schools in that time and there is no space to do what we're actually supposed to be doing. For those of you who want to know what to do, I'll summarise your advice. Call them. God knows what good it'll do you, but call them nonetheless. 
The last week has demonstrated to me the way politics works in education. That's politics with a big P and politics with a small P. The big P is the various uh, non-government parties say what they have to say and the government parties just don't comment at all and i wish i could be and in the small p sorry you've got the lobby groups you've got the grassroots groups you've got parent groups you've got teachers on the ground and grassroots basically telling the basically saying what's going on and the actual representative bodies doing nothing until it becomes embarrassing for them now i wish i could be that fourth class child and wake up and this was all a bad dream but the last week has been an absolute nightmare but what have we learned have we learned anything i guess i suppose we've learned that despite the INTO's decrying of social media and members using social media as fake news and claiming that no one should rely on it for facts, it was actually social media, Twitter, that ensured that pressure was put on all of the stakeholders to intervene in this absolute mess. We learned that the INTO leadership, instead of fighting for its members, start by fighting against them. And then when they realise they're wrong, they go off and claim they were fighting on the behalf of their members all along. And I don't know what that teaches us, but I know how it's made us feel. We've also learned that there are certain newspapers and politicians that believe school staff and parents when they present them with an issue and they work quickly about it. We also learned that other politicians jump on the bandwagon when something becomes sexy enough and we learned that certain politicians that actually have the power say nothing at all. We learned that representative bodies don't understand what's going on on the ground and aren't particularly interested in finding out and then they miss the point and we learned that lobby groups and grassroots groups do understand what's going on and that annoys the representative bodies and instead of talking to those grassroots groups when they're right, they completely ignore their existence and continue to fail to understand what's actually happening. We also learned that when you've been caught out doing something wrong, you simply call what you're doing a pilot or a trial. And we've also learned that although it takes very little effort for an agency to introduce an initiative or an extra layer of work into the system, it takes huge efforts for the people affected by it to try and not only put a stop to it, but to convince those that are supposed to be protecting them to intervene. And in some ways, that's the most disappointing part of the whole story. Over the last decade, the teaching profession has changed utterly thanks to ever-increasing initiatives like SES, SSE and DRIHID and by ever-decreasing supports as job after job has been passed down to schools from the inspectorate to NEPS to the NCSE to the EWB and many, many more. We have endured cuts to our wages, to resources and to support. And during COVID-19, many of us lost the right to even switch off as 24-7 contact was expected and backed by the people representing us and many of us lost our health either directly from that virus or our physical and mental health due to work-related stress. And all the while, the people that were supposed to be protecting us stood idly by, congratulating themselves and pouring scorn on those who didn't worship them. I don't think it's a coincidence that we have a shortage of teachers and I place the blame squarely on our representatives. Though they clearly possess no insight, no self-reflection and absolutely no shame, to me this week's battle of the AON 
demonstrates the adage that sometimes the fight isn't actually about the fight. It wasn't really about AON. To me, it was a reflection on the continuing decline of representation. I suppose, though, what you might be wondering by now is, now that it's all over, what have the NCSE been saying? And what have they said now that it's paused? Well, you won't be surprised to hear they've said absolutely nothing. So there you have it, the end of a week-long battle against our representative bodies and the people imposing extra work onto schools. And I suppose what came out of it was a pause. Not an end, but a pause. But because it's midterm break, I'd say we'll take that pause so we can actually come up for air, to quote a politician. Um, I guess this isn't over. There's 66 schools going to be going through uh, some sort of trial, in inverted commas. And by the end of the trial, I'm sure they'll be back again to tell us that we'll be doing this anyway. I don't know if I've learned anything. I've, I guess it sort of cements my view of things. Um, I don't know what's going to happen next. I guess we may as well enjoy what's left of our midterm break. Um, I am hoping that we'll do something nice in the next podcast. It's been a very heavy three-parter um, and um, it's not been an enjoyable one to write and record. Um, it just makes you feel a little bit disillusioned with the system as it is and are we ever going to get to the big things if these small things keep coming up um, and we have to like make huge efforts to battle against them. Um, you know, the big, the big things, you know, I suppose my one, obviously church state separation, but there's loads of other things. I mean, special education needs, seeing as we're speaking about this is in the absolute pits. There are children out there receiving nothing and it's not good enough. And I know that's not really the union's concern in a way, um, but it is systematic and someone needs to represent children with additional needs and schools are doing everything they can to keep as to give them as much as they can but we're seeing the absolute collapse of how children with additional needs are are you know the collapse of basically the system here and how the ncse has been orchestrating that collapse and creating ridiculous algorithms which they can't stand over um there aren't enough people in the system we have the wrong people doing the wrong things we're i mean we're doing silly things like having massively experienced teachers who are on 60 70 grand a year essentially walking around the, the schools with children with additional needs and um, we have snas who uh, who are basically being beaten up every day by children and you know and no supports again for those uh, for them because not enough supports are needed if a child needs two people with them at all times a child needs two people with them all at all times you know all these ridiculous rules that are that are given that any if you're in a school with three streams uh you're only going to get one sna for those three streams so you basically have to lob all the children with additional needs into the one room in order to get any support there's just all these silly silly things and we need to peel back 
the NCS. We need to, we need to, well, I've said we need to scrap it and start again because what started off as a really decent uh, agency, which seemed to be, um, you know, uh, given because of this Epson Act that they were supposed to be part of this and they've actually just collapsed into this bureaucratic red tape thing with layers and layers and layers of people in offices making decisions on children they don't know. And in fairness, the actual reason the NCSE had to give this work to schools is because they don't know children anymore. They don't work directly with them. I mean, look, I don't know, I'm just ranting here a little bit and there's probably no point in continuing with it. So thanks so much for listening. Um, hopefully next week I'll be back with something nice, as I said. I've been desperately trying to do something on the Finnish education system for ages um, and I'm hopefully going to be able to do that. So listen, thanks again for listening to these three parts. Um, I hope you got something out of them. Um, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, I guess. I guess all we can do is keep fighting for children um, and their rights um, and uh, hopefully hopefully someone out there will be listening. Thanks so much for listening. All the best. Bye bye.